The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1937 Akron Zippers, as they were known back then. Akron is an old program dating back to 1891. No national championships, no Heisman winners. And it was John Heisman who coached Akron to its only undefeated, untied season. It was the 1894 Futel College Zips. 1-0, one-game season, one win. Now, Akron has had plenty of great one-loss seasons, but I would advocate it is the 1937 season that is the most compelling. A story of a two-loss team with stellar players who made extraordinary feats, a season that was oh so close to that perfect season that has eluded the Zips. This is the story of the 1937 Akron Zippers 7-2, a team coached by Jim Aiken, which stars Dick Miller and Frank Zazula that came oh so close to becoming the program's first undefeated team that didn't go 1-0. This was the season that got away. Let's return to the year 1937. There was a time when Amelia Earhart disappeared and Hindenburg burst into flames. Walt Disney releases Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. The Hobbit is published and the Golden Gate Bridge opens. And the Akron Zippers took the field on opening day in 1937, on September 25th. They faced the West Liberty State, better known as West Virginia Teachers College of West Liberty, at home in front of 5,200 fans. It was a scoreless first quarter, and in the second quarter, a Sturgeon to Miller 16-yard touchdown pass gave Akron a 7-0 lead. Then what followed in the second quarter was a Sturgeon to Zazula 33-yard pass that set up a seven-yard touchdown run, and the Zippers, as they were known back then, the Zippers, had a 14-0 lead going to halftime. In the third quarter, a Sturgeon to Zazula touchdown pass lifted the Zippers to a 20-0 lead, and Akron went on to defeat West Liberty State 40-7 to go 1-0. Week 2, October 22nd, or excuse me, October 2nd, 1937. Akron faced the Wayne Tartars. In the first quarter, Akron's vaunted defense forced a fumble. Akron took it in for a touchdown to take a 6-0 lead over Wayne. In the second quarter, a player on Wayne, his name was Tex Wizenot, he was actually hit by a truck the week before, scores to tie the game at 6. Now, with the game tied at 6, a wild play unfolds. As Akron got the ball back, they tried a lateral but it was intercepted by Wayne and taken back for a 65-yard touchdown return on that interception of the lateral 
to give Wayne a 12 to 7 lead going into halftime. Now, in the third quarter, Akron came storming back to retake the lead 13 to 12. So, going to the fourth quarter, Akron leads 13 to 12. And then in the final minutes of the game, Akron punts and Tech Wisenhunt, that same gentleman, fielded the punt at his own 10 yard line and returned at 73 yards to the Akron 70, 17 yard line. And this set up the game's final moments where Akron scores a touchdown and, excuse me, where Wayne scores a touchdown to defeat Akron 19 to 13 to go one and one. And it was a game where Akron had utterly dominated Wayne, outgaining Wayne 256 to 65 yards. Well, week three, October 9th, 1937, Akron faces Geneva. And in a driving rain in the first quarter, Akron's Frank Zazula throws a 27-yard touchdown pass to Don Cook for a 7-0 Akron lead. After that, Akron's defense buckled down, and they shut out Geneva that day. Akron defeated G Geneva 7-0 to go 2-1 on the season. Week 4, October 16, 1937, Akron faced an undefeated Toledo team. And going into the game, now, Akron had won nine straight over Toledo. Well, in the first quarter following a punt, Akron had the ball on Toledo's 47-yard line. Akron Zazula throws a bomb to Walt Pursuit, and suddenly Akron faced first and 10 from the 14. Three plays later, Akron takes it in for a touchdown and a 7-0 lead. Now, just before halftime, a Zazula to pursue a touchdown increased Akron's lead to 14 to nothing. So it's 14 to nothing. It goes into the third quarter. Zazula fields a punt at his own 20, raises 15 yards, and then laterals to Dick Miller. Remember that name? Dick Miller. Remember that name? And Dick Miller races down the sidelines for a stunning touchdown in a 21 to nothing lead. Well, Toledo did score a meaningless touchdown in the fourth quarter, but Akron defeated Toledo 21 to 7 to go 3 and 1 on the season. Week 5, October 23rd, 1937, Akron faced Baldwin-Wallace. Now, if you pay attention, you listen carefully to the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that this was a two-loss team with stellar players who made extraordinary feats. Remember me saying that? Uh, please listen to what follows. That day, October 23rd, 1937, Akron's Dick Miller had a performance for the ages. Now, remember Dick Miller, right? He was the one that scored on that lateral in the previous game that raced down the field. Well, on October 23rd, Dick Miller records six interceptions. I'll say it again. He intercepted the ball six times in a 7 to nothing defeat of Baldwin-Wallace. Now, not only that, as, as if that's not enough, his first interception was in the first quarter, and when he intercepted Baldwin-Wallace at the 38-yard line, he then returns it to the 8-yard line. And this led to the game's only touchdown because at the eight, Akron drove to the one and on fourth and goal, they scored on a reverse to take a seven to nothing lead. Not only that, we're not done. In the fourth quarter, near the end of the game, Baldwin Wallace is driving. And this is when Dick Miller records his sixth interception of the game. I'll say it again, sixth interception of the game to snuff out Baldwin Wallace's late game drive to end the game. Akron defeats Baldwin-Wallace, seven to nothing, to go four and one on the season. Week six, October 30th, 1937, 
Akron faces John Carroll. Now, the week before, if you remember, Dick Miller had the game for the ages, right? Right, game for the ages. So this is the next week. That same Dick Miller, who had six interceptions the week before and had returned a lateral for a touchdown the week before that, remember that Dick Miller? In this game against John Carroll on October 30th, 1937, he intercepts a John Carroll pass that led to Akron's game-winning touchdown in a 6 to nothing defeat of John Carroll. And now Akron is 5-1 and one on a season. Week 6, November 6th, Akron faces Davis and Elkins. Akron controls the game as the Zippers take a 7 to nothing lead in the first quarter, 14 to nothing by halftime, 20 to nothing after three quarters, and cruise to a 33 to 7 victory over Davis and Elkins to go 6 and 1 on the seasons. It was the Zippers' fifth straight victory. Week 8, November 6, 1937, Akron faces Illinois Wesleyan. Now in the first quarter, Illinois Wesleyan put together four first downs right off the bat. They drove to the Akron's 31-yard line. And this is when Illinois Wesleyan's Kenneth Chittum takes a handoff. Then he reverses field, reverses field, and goes in for a 31-yard touchdown to give Illinois Wesleyan a 7-0 lead. But in the second quarter, a Zazula to Hampton 35-yard touchdown pass cuts the lead to 7-6. to And that's how the score stayed until halftime. After a scoreless third period, Akron trailed Illinois Wesleyan 7-6. So it goes into the fourth period. Score remains the same. With two minutes left in the game, Akron has the ball at their own 45-yard line. Zazula completes two straight passes, and suddenly Akron has the ball at Wesleyan's 11-yard line. With time running out, three plays later, Akron scores the winning touchdown to defeat Illinois Wesleyan 12-7 to go 7-1. So here we are, week nine, the last game of the season. Akron was 7-1. And, and up to this last game, what happened? What have we talked about? Well, if you're carefully paying attention, Akron had shut out three teams. And they only allowed one team to score more than seven points in any game. And that one game where they scored 19 points against them, Remember, of those three touchdowns that were scored against Akron that day, and that was against Wayne, if you remember, their only loss. One was on an Akron lateral that was intercepted in midair and returned for touchdown. And the other was set up by this kind of a unusual 73-yard punt return. Those wild circumstances led to those points, and had either one not occurred, the loss wouldn't have happened. Had two of them not occurred, well, Akron would have held everybody to seven points and less. Anyway, we're up to the last game of the season. I'm just reminiscing. It's November 13th, 1937, and Akron faces Xavier. Now, this was some game. It was a 24-hour snowfall prior to the game that made the field icy and slippery. You couldn't even see the turf, just a sheet of ice and snow that was on the ground. The conditions were so bad, there was just a few fans present for the game. In the first quarter, Akron got the ball first and took the kickoff and returns it to the 35-yard line. They drive down to the Xavier 17-yard line, and after two runs, third down and fourth down occur, and they try two passes, and both passes were battered down. Please remember that both passes were battered down 17 yards away from the end zone. So Akron turns the ball over on downs. What followed was a defensive battle as the game remained scoreless going to the fourth quarter, and early in the fourth quarter, 
Xavier put together a 41-yard drive. And neither team could generate any offense. That 41-yard drive resulted in the only touchdown of the game as Akron lost to Xavier 6-0 to finish the season 7-2. and Two losses, right? Whole podcast was about a two-loss team. Let's discuss those two losses. One loss was due to an intercepted lateral and a punt return. Had either one of the wild circumstances not occurred, Akron would have won the game. Remember, Akron dominated play that day, outgaining Wayne 256 to 65. The other loss was a tough six to nothing loss in a near blizzard, right? Akron had batted down two passes, or excuse me, Akron had two of their passes batted down. Either one of those two passes could have won the game. It was a game that could have gone either way. The 1937 Akron Zippers gave up a total of 53 points in nine games. They allowed only one team to score over seven points as they outscored their opponents 139 to 53. The 1937 Akron Zippers served up a season of extraordinary performances. But it was a season that got away from them. The aftermath. Their coach, Jim Aikman, went on to coach Oregon and lead the Ducks to the 1948 Cotton Bowl. Sadly, at age 60, following a speech he makes at the Medford Linebackers Club, Coach Aiken tragically collapsed and passed away minutes later. As for Dick Miller, you know, Dick Miller, who had those six interceptions in one game, he went off to Oregon to serve under Coach Aikman as the Ducks line coach. And that spectacular Frank Zazula. He also went off to Oregon to serve under Coach Aikman as the backfield coach. Well, Dick Miller was then offered to be head coach at North Dakota. He accepted the job and took Frank Zazula with him to North Dakota. Well, there you have it, the extraordinary story of the 1937 Akron Zippers 7-2. and two. A season of extraordinary moments, a defense that shut out three teams, a defense that held all but one team to seven points or less. And that one team that did score more than seven points, they scored in wild fashion. Of the 19 points, seven were on a pick six off of a lateral of all things, and seven were aided by a wild 73-yard punt return. It was a season that saw witness to an epic defensive performance for the ages by a stellar player, six interceptions in one game, by a player who had saved the two games that sandwiched that game, if you follow that. It was a season where the Zippers lost two games, but again, one was due to wild circumstances, an intercepted lateral, and a long punt return, and a game that Akron dominated. And the other loss was a close affair that was played in a blizzard, in a game that could have gone either way, that really turned on these two battered-down passes. The 1937 Akron Zippers, 7-2. It was the season that got away. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.